0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Something else we heard about earlier in the show, or somebody else we heard from, was Carl Frampton, and the uh, boxer. His autobiography is out. Uh, so we, we heard about his upbringing when we spoke after five o'clock, about boxing, about his fallout with the McGuigans, about his retirement as well and his uh, plans into the future. I did ask him when he was with me, though, if he had any regrets about working. With MTK. So they're the sports management company that were founded by Daniel Kinahan and for many uh, described as a money laundering outfit for the Kinahan cartel. Too much the to people on Twitter. When, say, when last year, when the US Treasury and Interpol and The Guardian, all these people kind of had this huge crackdown on the, mm. the Kinahans, and, and it would have seen companies associated with them going to the wall including MTK Yeah, I mean when that all happened was there a moment where you thought oh listen I, I kind of regret maybe sticking well, it with was, these it, ads for as long as I did it was a shock it was a shock but there was no regret for me and, and I can say that honestly I you know boxing boxing is a business right so first and foremost it's professional boxing anyway you go into it to win titles and to win fights but as you get a bit older and you've won the titles and you've won the fights you want to have a bit of security for your family so MTK were able to secure deals for me from T- Frank Warren and, and Bob Arm, which kind of I can now live comfortably the rest of my life. So um, I was looked after by MTK, and um, you know I, that's that's all I can say. Really, I, I don't regret it. I don't regret it. That was Carl Frampton speaking to me a little bit earlier today. Kieran Cunningham is with me, the chief sports writer with the Daily Star. Kieran, uh, you're welcome to the show. As always um I you heard what Carl Frampton had to say um he doesn't regret it very simply for him i, I guess it was kind of a case of compartmentalization. That thing might be happening over there, but it's about making money for my family over here. that good enough for you
1: uh not especially, but it's no surprise because um uh in his court case with the McGuigans in belfast he w- he was quizzed at length by m t k and the Kinnehan's. and you know he put a cr- he came across. You know, in his answers as, as um, you know, I have to be a bit careful about how to phrase it. But like he, he, he was saying, basically, he ignored the stories and you're saying you don't ignore, you know, you don't believe everything you read and, you know, you read and, you know, they'd be not good to me. But he contradicted himself there as well. He said, they don't pay me, you know, but then he said, oh, but they did, they paid for me. Uh, 300,000 for my last fight, and this was put to him, you know, by the McGuigan council you know, that he'd like, uh, he'd he be untruthful under oath. And so we backtracked on it and said it made a mistake. But in interviews around this book as well, you know, the same stuff has begun around saying that MTK never paid him. And I know for a fact, you know, as he said, they did pay him for that fight. And I know for a fact, MTK paid quite a few boxers, huge signing on fees. And they operated in a very strange way for a boxing management company. And it's very hard to figure out how they actually made money because they were spe- they were giving money to a lot of people. But the- but. The only explanation is that it was a front and a lot of us were convinced it was a front all along anyway.
0: So uh, talk to me a little bit about, for people who, unlike you, wouldn't have been following this in any great detail, uh, and they're kind of vaguely aware, you know, of Kinahan being in the background, in what way were they using it? Or was Daniel Kinahan using MTK to launder money, is it alleged?
1: Well, well, well that, that'll all have to come out in the wash, you know, how uh, to what extent you know when when the Kinnehan's go on trial and expect it to happen at some time, now, part of the investigation will be into the companies and businesses they were involved in and that co- covers a multitude from shopping centres to property to boxing to, to boutique to uh, all sorts of businesses and one thing they'll be looking into is what extent was money laundered through those businesses but uh, the other thing that MTK was used was to launder Daniel Kennan's reputation so we got so many people to talk him up in public mm. so many people that were respected within professional boxing and I think that really uh, suited his ego and you know he got a boost out of that but if you look at the MTK story, now we were told a few years ago, you know Daniel Kinnaghan, he joined shortly after Matthew Macklin set it up in 2012, but he was he was effectively the co-founder and he was the owner for many years. But we were told he stepped away. But then when the sanctions came in last year and MTK folded shortly afterwards, it became public knowledge that Kinnan was always pulling the strings. And you know, there's so many people within boxing who are tied to MTK and tied to Daniel Kinnan. And you even, you'd like, it's very hard to get away from it. Like you look at the Carl Frampton book, for example. Carl was on the books of MTK Global and his ghostwriter in the book, Paul D. Gibson, was chief strategy officer in MTK Global. The professional boxing, particularly in the Irish uh, uh, professional boxing scene, is a very small world and you'd struggle to find people who weren't connected to MTK and, by extension, Daniel Kinahan.
0: Yeah, and and was that, Just because they had so much money to throw around, is is that how we explain the, I know I'm kind of slow to use this word, but the success of MTK?
1: Yeah, well, well, like it it says a lot about boxing that so many people within the sport looked on MTK as the good guys. Mm. You know, that, like that it's a dirty business and so many uh, boxers and trainers are, are treated very badly and end up in a very bad way, uh, w- uh, the fighters do, once they hang up their gloves. And it it did treat, not all boxers by any means, but some of those on, on their books were treated well. They were given good facilities, they were paid well, and they were paid on time. But I sometimes think there's an infantil- infantilization of boxers. It's that, you know, people look on them as... You know they come come from very often very impoverished backgrounds I know, and knowing that they' you know they're de- there's a desperation about the the road they're traveling, and that people forgive them anything but a lot of these people are still adults, and some of them are very established like Carl Frampton was a, a, one of the most respected boxers in the world he didn't have to go to MTK. he would have got other offers elsewhere that applies to tyson Fury and for, for a fair few others as well, so it was more sympathy for some than others, but the big issue As well, Kieran, is since these sanctions were announced over 18 months ago, nothing in boxing has changed. Daniel Kinnan is still involved in the sport and those that supposedly govern the sport have put Mm. nothing in place to stop somebody like him pulling the strings in the sport.
0: And in what way is he involved or how does he pull strings now that MTK is gone and he, like others in his family, are on the run?
1: Yeah, well, he's still he's still effectively managing or advising whatever way you want to use it. Some managers and some promoters and some boxers. I I know I know that that's been reported both here and in the UK. And like his fingerprints are are all over some very big bills. There are people who are very close to Daniel Kinahan. Who are involved in big fights? Like even you know, I I, be, I better be careful with the fights. Yeah, and I, I know, and we want to be really careful about
0: what we're talking about here. I appreciate that, but at the same, I'm trying to just understand it. I mean, and is it still just the case that, I mean, boxers and, and other promoters and organizers and managers are working with them again because, like the MTK thing, it's it's right that company might be gone, but there's still Kinahan money there. Is that it?
1: Yeah, I still think there's Kinahan money going through boxing without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah.
0: And the sport, then. I mean, that's the kind of globally. We 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 haven't had a professional fight here in Ireland between kind of the Regency and Katie Taylor. Um, when we look at the situation domestically, has it changed at all in in the last twelve months or so since since those sanctions were announced?
1: Well, well, a lot of the talk around the Katie fight in um, a few months ago was that this would spark a revival. You know, that this was the start of something new and exciting. But I never really bought into that because Katie Taylor has a cachet that goes way beyond professional boxing, that people who have no interest in the sport would go and see Katie because of the respect they have for her. So, And that thinking, you know, was put into sharp relief last month. There were two bills, professional bills, that were supposed to go ahead in Dublin. Both were pulled at very short notice and no reason was given for either of them being pulled but I suspect tickets weren't selling that. I think professional boxing was often a hard sell in Dublin. But I think particularly because of what has happened over the last 10 years, it's, it's really difficult to get back a public that has been lost because, because of the connections to Kinahan.
0: And how do we explain away the lack of leadership or even moral leadership displayed by boxing's governing bodies? Well, the problem with it
1: with boxing is it's never had a proper overriding governing body like in, you would have FIFA and soccer or World Rugby and rugby. So that for, if you go to the States, you know, which is, you know, the, 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 that is the hotbed of professional boxing in the world. Every single state has its own boxing commission. And also um, uh, Native Americans have their own boxing commission as well. So you actually have over 50 boxing commissions. And a lot of them, you know, they make their own rules. So you have different rules in different states. So, for example, you might have a boxer who's banned and has lost his license in one state, but he's allowed to fight in another. So it's on, it's, it's, it is the Wild West sport in many ways, you know, that... These, uh, you know, the governing bodies—what you might think of as the governing bodies—because you're familiar with the initials like WBO, WBC, IBF. Yeah. Effectively, they just give out belts, world title fights. They don't actually govern the sport. You know, uh, there's no proper
0: control and in governance in boxing,
1: and it's been highlighted for a long time, and nothing has been done.
0: And when what, has there ever been a real serious attempt for them to 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 unify, or for a new uh, governing body, or is it kind of in everybody's financial interests who's involved in? in the game, as it were, that things just go along the way they've always gone along. See, I think
1: that move has to come w- from within boxing, like people from without boxing uh, can't impose it on them. And th- there has never been a real will within the sport for that to happen. So you had, you know, you had this situation where Daniel Kinnaghan wouldn't, uh, you know, have passed basic guard the betting to be involved in this Irish sport at any level, at any Irish sport. And he wasn't qualified for a manager's license in Britain. But because he called himself an advisor rather than a manager, he could work as a manager. But he just called himself a di- by a different title. Yeah. So it's completely lawless in that regard, and it's a, it's a sport that's turned off so many people because this kind of stuff is being highlighted
0: more and more. Kieran Cunningham is the chief sports writer with the Daily Star. Kieran, as always, thank you very very much for joining us. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Corry with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.